When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply the voice back yet no i'm super pissed about it i can't believe it i genuinely can't believe it i still don't have my voice back doesn't make any sense it's been just about two weeks now and like talking is the one thing i do oh you got your little glass of hotel water isn't it cute let's talk about movies this is kenny from my brain if you want to talk movies well guess what Hey everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today we are talking about the Nicolas Cage film where he plays Nicolas Cage in the unbearable weight of massive talent. Um, yeah, so before we get into that, uh, we like to start the show off with things that we watched over the past week. Uh, we don't have much to talk about this week, uh, but we're going to spend some time on one thing in particular. But before we do that... Uh, Devin, you did something cool. I did. Guys, I went to go see George Takai in his play on the West End in London. It's called Allegiance, and it is semi-autobiographical. It is about that time George Takai and his family lived in those uh, concentration camps we made during World War II. Uh, so mm. it was a super really lighthearted topic. But the cool thing about all of it, so the musical was awesome. I loved it. George Takai is amazing. Everybody in the play was amazing. The cool thing about it, though, is that it was it was around. So the theater was in the center of the place that you were, and the seats were on the outside of it. So in order to leave the stage, George Takai had to walk right past my seat. And the whole time I kept going, great job. Every time he walked past me, <laughs> guys, I think you felt it. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you didn't slip in. A, you didn't slip in a. Oh my! <laughs> I didn't, but I should have. Oh. oh, guys, it was so good. You should see it. I know that they filmed a version of it. They did a pro shot of it, and it's definitely yeah. worth the watch. I've I've heard about this before from his Facebook page. He talked about it a lot when it was premiering, and he doesn't doesn't really talk about it much anymore. But I knew he was still doing it. Uh, that's really cool that you got to see that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's one of those like, like fun little perks of living in London, where like occasionally a celebrity will blow through and they'll like do a thing, and it's like, oh right, I can go see them and make weird like gestures at them from the side of the stage. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but I remember, oh, almost almost forgot about it. He uh, he did an he did an interview with NPR that I heard the one day at work. Where he mm-hmm. talked about, I think they were in the process of creating the play, and he okay. was more. It was, it was more about his experience living in the camps with his family than it was yeah. actually about what he was doing with the play. <laughs> I mean, that's fair because that's the that's really like the the big crux of it all. You know what I mean? Like that's the interesting bit, and it's an, an interesting piece of our history that like I don't think that we talk about enough. I know that I went with Romana, and I know that she didn't know that we even did that, like during World War Two. Yeah. Which is, 
we don't like to talk about it for very obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we really don't. No. Let's not talk about it. Uh <laughs> Let's do the American thing and yes. ignore it. Moving on. Right. Uh, also, I want to, anyone watching the video, Devin's a little bit delayed. He's on hotel Wi-Fi, so he looks like he's calling us from 2005. Um, so, But we're going to be talking about some uh, more current stuff. Uh, so Devin's talking from us from the past, but we're talking about the, his future. Um, so the main thing that I spent the last week doing is watching all of the Best Picture nominees for the Oscars. Uh, I got through all 10. Wow. Um, and we each we each did our own ballots, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we, we, so this is how this is going to work. Do we want to place a bet before we go over these? Because I know what yes. my tally is. What do we want the bet to be? Do we want it to be the same th- as last year where we get to pick a movie regardless of the rules of the show? Yes, please. Yes, please. I love that. Yeah, okay. sure. Okay. Uh, all right, so a little bit of disclaimer before we get into this. Um, there are three categories that we are not going to count because I we left them blank. Uh, that is documentary feature, live action short, and documentary short. Uh, we, we're counting animated short because I think we all got it wrong because we all wanted a, a year of dicks to win. <laughs> my, my year of dicks. No, um, I picked a different one. I actually did pick a different oh. one. Well, De- oh, Ryan did? and I both picked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely did. I did. Uh, but we, we, we all picked for that one. So we're going to count that one. Make it an even 20. Um, so right off the get-go, did you guys watch the Oscars or did you just what, follow up after the fact? Listen, I didn't even follow up. I have no idea who won any category because I've been traveling for work all week. This is as much of a surprise to me as it's going to be for everyone else. Oh, so I actually have to pull up the actual winners for you? <laughs> I can pull them up if you don't know. <laughs> I can I can, I can, can get them quick. Because uh, okay, cool. I have them here, but I don't trust my my results as well. While you're while you're pulling it up, I do have to tell you about the hotel that I'm currently staying in. I know that they're doing a remake or thought about doing a remake for Clue. Guys, I'm 90% sure it's happening in this hotel. First off, oh, really? this this is my hotel key. This is my real hotel key to get into my room. I have never seen this before. Second off, I'm just like in someone else's bedroom. Like this clearly isn't a hotel. Someone just left their bedroom for me to stay in tonight, and I was told this was a hotel. It is a very strange place. Well, I mean, right. you're also in Scotland, so I mean, totally fair. Totally fair. Yeah, th- there's always that. Um, I did not watch them last night, but occasionally I would Google what the results were randomly. So, like, I would get, you know, like, okay, well, so th- they did these categories. These were the winners. They now they're up to here. Um, mm-hmm. So that's how I was following along. I was kind of keeping tabs on the on, on what was happening. Okay. okay, I've got the list up. So perfect. We're, we'll just go through the order that they released them in. Okay, because uh, I think that looks like this is the order of things here. Uh, starting off with best animated picture. So what we'll do is we'll talk about who the winner is, if we've seen it, and what we picked. Okay. Um, so we'll we'll go through that that way, um, and then everyone should keep score of what we've gotten. So we, we'll will. be able to to go through this all. Um, all right. So it started off with best animated picture, which went to Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Nailed it. 
Which is what I had. Nope. Ryan, what'd you pick? Turning red. Okay. That's the one I wanted to win. You have to understand. I filled out my ballot in like five minutes because Mm -hmm. Alan sent the link and I was like, oh great, I haven't really thought about any of this. And for stuff that I like, like I, there were things I got reactions on and I ignored those gut reactions and went with what I liked from the list yeah. instead of what I probably knew was going to win. <laughs> I, I did my best. Edu- like I, I feel it, I felt pretty confident going into most of these categories because I'd seen most okay. of them. The few that I didn't know, I just didn't. We're not counting. Um, mm-hmm. But all right. So that's animated picture. Best supporting actor went to Hiki Kwan for everything, everywhere, all at once. Did it. Devin, what, yeah. did you have him down? I did. I nice. wanted him to win so bad. Ryan, how about you? So did I. S- same here. Wow. Three-way so, tie. Goonies never say die. Um, Aww. Best Supporting Actress went to Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything, <gasps> Everywhere, All at Once. I got that one, too. <laughs> All right. Devin's three for three. As no. was I for the Oscars Sunday night. Uh, Ryan, did you get this one? No, I picked um, Hong Chu Chu Chow mm. um, because I didn't want to just give like everything everywhere just all of my selections. You didn't want to give like, everything everything. Yeah, like <laughs> I didn't want to just go through it because it's one of those things. Where it's like I never expect me to win these things. Like this is just. This is like someone handing to me. This is like someone handing a non-sports person in the office a March Madness bracket. Yeah, so listen. I just kind of went with. I was like, "Well, the whale." There's been a lot of good talk about it. I'll just go with an actress from that. So. Listen, Jamie <laughs> yeah. Lee Curtis had the sausage finger scene. She deserved to win this. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, two two categories we're not going to talk about, but we'll acknowledge the winners. Best Documentary Feature Film, Navalny. And Best Live Action Short, An Irish Goodbye. Um, uh, okay. Best Cinematography went to All Quiet on the Western Front. I did not get oh, yeah. this one. I had Elvis. I did get this one. <laughs> nice. I had All Quiet on the Western Front. Okay. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, best Makeup and Hairstyling. Went to the whale. I did not get no, that one. No, it didn't. It did. Yeah. Oh. I I had Elvis. I had. I, had I picked Elvis first, and then I erased it, and then I went with Black Panther because it's Marvel, and I figured Marvel would get something out of this. That's what I figured. Yeah. No, nope. um, yeah. get it. No, they got the next category, which was best costume design. Uh, which I had Babylon. Or, or no, I had Babylon for, but then I changed it to Elvis because I did, I felt bad voting for Babylon for anything. Um, what did you guys have for costume design? I had Elvis too. <laughs> I had everything everywhere all at once because I really liked the the main villain's costume changes. Okay, that's a fair. So yeah, watch, watching the montage of it, that one really stuck stood out to my wife. So yeah, uh, best international feature film. I had All Quiet on the Western Front. Me too. Which Same won. here. So Did we all win? won that. It won, yeah. Yes! Uh, best Documentary Short went to The Elephant Whisperers, which we are not counting that category. Uh, best Animated Short Film, which we are counting, went to The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. And Darn not it. my year, Not My Year of Dicks. 
<laughs> I did the, um, such an ostrich told me the world is fake and I think I believe it because that's so good. <laughs> uh, per, for production design, I had the Fablemans, but the winner was All Quiet on the Western Front. I got that one. I'm trying to find it on here yep. real quick. Devin, you might beat me this year. Oh, amazing. No, I just liked I had... All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. I had Elvis, too. All right. Best original score went to All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, I had John Williams yes. for the Fablemans. No, I got all quiet on the Western Front, too, because that, like, wah sound they kept using. They kept using it during the Oscars, too, and it was very weird. Did they do? Um, Ooh. Yeah. Every time they won something, they would just play that. It was very <laughs> off-putting. Um, best visual effects uh-huh. went Find to it. Avatar, The Way of the Water. Of course it did. I had Top Gun Maverick. No, I got Avatar. Why else do you make that film? I had Black Panther. Okay. Devin, I think you're in the lead right now. I am in the lead right now. I'm keeping tally for all of us. Uh, Best original screenplay went to Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I had. Nailed it. Same here. Same here. All right. Best adapted screenplay went to Women Talking. No, I, I got that one wrong. I had Glass Onion. I had all quiet on the Western Front. Best adaptive screenplay. I will say, this I sucks wa- when you're dyslexic and your just yeah. mind just doesn't like this. Is I hate this right now. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. I had uh, is I had Glass Onion too. Aw. Um, I will say I watched Women Talking. That was like the, one of the last movies I got to watch because they waited until the last second to put it out to rent. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it it's a strong film, but. My my one minute one sentence review is it's the most accurately titled movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, not to take away from the content of the film, it's just a lot of talking, fair, and not much else. Uh, all right, so best sound went to Top Gun Maverick. I think I got that one. I did get yeah, that I one. Yeah, I had it. I-, I had that one. Which one did you do, Alan? Uh, what did I have? I had. I had Elvis, I think. I did not get that one. All right. Best original song went to Natu Natu from um, RRR. I was just talking to Ramana about this, and I said, I want RRR to win, but there's no way anyone's going to vote for a Bollywood song. So I voted for the Lady Gaga song, and I'm so wrong and couldn't be happier. I, I voted for This Is a Life from Everything Everywhere All at Once. I don't um, even remember that one. Because I forgot that this song won, and I, I just realized I messed up my tally. So, um, <laughs> there we go. All right. Out, next category is Best uh, Editing, which went to – where is it? Oh, uh, editing went. I had Top Gun. It went to Everything Everywhere All at Once. I had Top Gun too. I got Everything Everywhere All at Once. All right. That one uh, deserves be- it. Best director went to the Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I missed out on that one. I got that I one. Ha- did you guys get I- that? I did no. not. Of the first row of things on the ballot, that's the one I did not get. Um, gotcha. I had Spielberg down for the Fablemans. 
I thought they were going to oh, do wow. that kind of thing. Um, all right. Now we're, we're wrapping it up here with the last three. Uh, best lead actor went to Brendan Fraser for The Whale. I got it. Which I had. Mm, I missed out on that one. Oh, who did you vote for? Colin Farrell. Yeah. Uh, because so, like, 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 I was trying to balance out, like, because I was. This is my problem with these awards and like trying to pick is because I'm thinking that they're going to pull from like all of the top movies of the year. Each movie is going to win something, and I know that that's not how this happens. That's never how this happens. But that's where my mind went anyway. It makes sense though. So yeah. And, I liked his character. I was like, yeah, it was, yeah. you know. Uh, real quick side note. They brought Jenny, the the donkey, out on stage. Yeah, I love it. Um, oh, that makes right. me happy. Best lead actress went to Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Had that Nailed one. It. That was the only one I saw. And then best picture went to, Devin, do you know? No, I voted for Fablemans because I'm a, I'm a cynical jerk. Ooh. Ryan, do you know what won it, Best Picture? Everything, Everywhere, All yeah. at Once. Did it! Oh, yep, which I picked. Everywhere. Me too. Oh, and yeah. And then, Devin, since you said yeah. you were writing this down, I couldn't find where original score was on the mm-hmm. sheet, so I couldn't give you mine. I had all, all Quiet on the rest in front on that one. Perfect. All right, so Devin, what is the tally for everyone since you kept score? I have 14. Okay. Ryan has nine. And I have you at eight, Alan. You have me at eight? I have me at nine. I bet you're at nine. I bet you I missed one in there. So you and Ryan are tied. Yeah, I have me at nine. Um, yeah, I, I bet you're at nine then. Yeah. Uh, well, it doesn't matter that we tied. You won, Devin, by a landslide. Yes. Uh, which so you did happy. not know until we went into this. So that's fun. No, um, jerk. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Devin now gets a wild card and gets to pick any movie he wants for us to watch. You can use that on your next, next pick. You can use it a few picks down the line. Uh, that's completely up to you, but yeah. Congratulations. Devin. I'm so excited. Would you like Thank to you. make, would you like to make a speech? I just want to thank all the little people that made this possible. Alan for sending this on. Uh, Ryan for doing worse than me. And also Alan for doing worse than me. Keep my <laughs> name you. out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There were so many jokes about the slap. Were there um, really? There were. Jimmy Kimmel did a great job hosting. Um, part, like, one of my favorite jokes was before they did the feature documentary award, mm-hmm. which is where the slap happened last year. Um, he says, this is where the slap happened last year. Hopefully this goes off without a hitch and without hitch. <laughs> it's actually really good. I, speaking of, I saw the, uh, uh, Chris rock stand up. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, he, it was good. It was really, really good. Does he address it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did. He he addressed it, and I highly recommend watching his uh, his stand up. I I highly recommend Jimmy Kimmel's um, monologue because he 
did he had some very funny jokes uh one of my favorite was talking about he just laid into tom cruise and jim cameron for not going to the oscars after they're the ones like hey go back to the movies uh and then they don't go to the theater for the oscars um but my favorite tom cruise joke he made was he's talking about the shirtless scene where they play football in top gun and he's like tom cruise looked great l ron hubba hubba uh (laughs) (laughs) it's actually really good yeah a lot of lot of jokes that i think you'd appreciate um but yeah that's about it for the oscars looking forward to next year where uh dungeons and dragons honor among thieves is nominated for everything because if it follows the same pattern as everything everywhere for being debuted at south by southwest it could happen oh wow i mean so maybe yeah probably not uh let's be honest another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. But let's get into today's main topic. The Nicolas Cage film, the massive weight, uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, this film stars Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage, Pedro Pascal, Tiffany Haddish, and Ike Barinholtz. Um... This is the movie that was a meme before it even came out. Everyone was like, oh, Nicolas Cage is going to play Nicolas Cage in a movie. That sounds crazy. I'm in. Um, And then I was the only one who actually wanted to go see it out of the three of us. Um, So so I saw this last year when it debuted in April, just about a year ago. Um, Really enjoyed the film. Thought it was a lot of fun. Um but I've been seeing a lot of it online because of the, the mama cost meme that has come out of it on TikTok, which we recreated on our own accounts. So go check that out on our TikTok and Instagram. Um, but yeah, so I saw this a year ago, really enjoyed the film. Thought it was a lot of fun. I'm curious to hear what you guys thought of the unbearable weight of massive talent. So this is a movie that I had wanted to see since I learned about it, and I just didn't for no reason at all, which I am now kicking myself for. I loved this movie. I loved everything about this movie. It had me laughing out loud more than any other movie has in a long time. I, I'm i just going to talk how much I like it. I think the <laughs> only disappointing thing for me was that that scene wasn't set to Mama Cass Elliot in the movie, and I didn't know that. Yeah, I kind of thought it was from the meme, but it makes like it works better. I think Yeah. with that song, but Ryan, what did you think? The meme scene disappointed me, but we'll get into that. Okay. (laughs) Stir stirriness later. I mean, it was good. I enjoyed it. It was pretty much what I expected it to be. Um, Like I like Nicolas Cage. Do I like him enough that I will, that I love the idea of a Nicolas Cage movie of him playing Nicolas Cage. Yes, I love that idea. 
but then I don't really have any urge to like wanting to see that on my own, <laughs> mm. which is why I saw it for this since it was picked. Um, but it was good. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was funny. Um, there are some things, there's, there are some choices they made that they definitely made a choice and I, no. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what, right. cause this movie was all tens for me. There wasn't a single bad part of it. Well, I'm not you, Devin. <laughs> Watching it again, there, I have some issues with it, um, but we'll get into that. But was there anything in this movie that caught you both off guard? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paddington Two. Okay. Oh, you want to get I'm right still, into that? Okay. I'm still laughing about Paddington Two. It's. <sighs> I've never seen it. I need to watch it. So funny. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe that's your pick for the, your Oscar win. <laughs> Could yeah. be. Um. Okay. This, the surprise for me has uh had uh, has to be without a doubt. Um, Nicholas Cage talking with his ego. With, I was not Nikki expecting Cage. that. What? With Nicky Cage? Nicky, uh, yeah. Nicky. Hey, his son? No, they, in the movie, he calls himself Nicky when he's talking to the younger version of himself. Oh, okay. Um, I was not expecting that. I love, that's something that I love about this movie is the fact that he went all in and played the comical stereotype of himself as his ego. I love mm-hmm. the fact that he did that. It shows so much of who he actually is as a person and the fact that he'd be okay doing that. So fun fact about when I saw this movie in theaters, I was late. First time in years I've been late for a movie. I walk in and it's just Nick Cage talking to a younger version of himself in a car. I'm like, okay, I'm in. Like, let's just let's just go with it. <laughs> like, completely missed the whole kidnapping at the beginning of the movie where they're watching uh, Con Air. Just picked it up right there in the car. It's like, okay, let's let's do this. Like, I, you guys, I, I keep laughing when you guys are mentioning these things because I keep remembering little bits from this movie that I forgot about and then just lovingly re-remembered. And like, I just, yeah. I think my only thing with, uh, with young Nick Cage is was the, was the visual effect around him a bit dodgy? Cause it seemed a little dodgy to me sometimes. I went back and showed mm-hmm. Kristen the scene with him in the car, and that's when I noticed, like, whatever de-aging they did to his face mm-hmm. showed up when I watched it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I could see it. So, I own this on DVD, so I watched mm-hmm. this on my HGTV on DVD, so the quality wasn't as great. Mm-hmm. Looked fine there. Like, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, it looked... It, there's still there's always going to be that uncanny valley, especially when you have the person right next to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the 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 highest mark of that is going to be with Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones in three months. It comes out in oh June, wow, right? yeah. So I think they've done a good job of de aging him for that. Um, but yeah, that that always looks a little bit weird, and I, I think they do a good job with it for this one considering this is a little bit of a lower budget than some of the marvel movies that have d- have made that technique known um 
pair. It was definitely a lot better too than the uh, commercial with Le- with uh, Le- 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 LeBron James. One hundred percent better than that. So I mean, it wasn't horrible. Yeah, I didn't see that commercial. Thanks for. It was a Super something Bowl fun commercial. to look up. Got it. I'll have to look that up then. Um. All right. So we talked a lot about Nicolas Cage in this so far. Uh, I want to talk a bit about Pedro Pascal, who breaks breaks uh, his uh, typecast. He is not responsible for saving a magic child in this. How do you guys feel about that? <laughs> He's like one of the better parts of the movie for me. I love, love, love their bromance so much in this. I think they are such a cute couple. And I want to see those two in more movies because their on-screen chemistry is just perfect. I would go as far as to categorize this movie as a romantic comedy. <laughs> I, I think you I could. I could see that. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Because it, because it, at the heart of the story, it's their friendship. And I think that's what makes the movie so enjoyable because I was not expecting that. Yeah. Yeah, that I was. Uh, I. It was good. Um, I just didn't like. This movie kind of went a direction, and it kind of like swayed me a little bit from from what I was expecting. Um, I really liked the storyline in that regard, and because I, I was always waiting for something bad to happen. Like I was always waiting for you know the 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 the. the the trouble to boil up and then separate their like friendship and then never being able to like reconcile because they're total enemies at that point. I was waiting for that to happen the entire time. Um, but looking back on it, I would like, I have to, one of my favorite moments is the lead up to going into like the Nicholas Cage shrine. Yeah. <laughs> is like one of my favorite moments between the two of them. Well, were you expecting the bad thing to happen like at that point? I had no idea. I was just expecting at every turn something to turn it into an action movie. I mean, it you did it you did get that eventually, but were you disappointed? Yeah, but that... it was one of those things where like because of how the movie started, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, it's gonna be this type of movie, and then it just kind of like dragged its heels. It granted not. Not a bad dragged its heels, just from mm. from what I was expecting. Dragged its heels, dragged its heels, dragged its heels, got like 20 minutes to the end. And then I got it. <laughs> and <then> I got... <laughs> yeah, the, the, the film does a little bit of a bait and switch where they set Pedro Pascal's character up to be this crime lord. And yeah. they do a very good job of convincing you of that. But then there's a bait and switch where it's not him, it's his cousin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think the film does a very good job of because in any other comedy like this, that would be the case. And I, I'm glad that they don't go that route because it made it more enjoyable for me. Because if he had ended up being the bad guy, I was, I'd be like, okay, like this isn't anything new. But they kept his character pure of heart. And I enjoyed that because you build up this great friendship between the two of them. And. It just makes the moment where they 
have to turn on each other so much more enjoyable because they neither of them want to do it. Like it's it's more entertaining to watch than if it had gone the way they were setting it up to go. Yeah, and that's uh, and I love the fact that they did that because of the joke towards the beginning where um, when Cage is confronted about you know his about uh, his background about this other guy's background um, he goes oh so a trained actor is better than five years of CIA <laughs> like <laughs> and it's because of his, investigation what, semantic acting style or something and <laughs> yeah <laughs> and th- that's the payoff to the joke is that he was right more than the CIA was yeah so good yeah and uh, uh, another part that had me laughing and it wasn't meant to be a joke but I took it mm. as one because I put the punchline in my head um when I forget which uh, I th- I think it was the um uh, uh, the, the woman agent. S- they're talking about why it's bad for the other person to be elected president, and she says something to to the effect: "If this goes through, then there's going to be a president in charge that's good. That's good f- 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 for the cartel, and obviously, we don't want that to happen. And I just." I kind of put my head down. I'm like, unless it's in South America. It's in <laughs> South- <laughs> yeah. Too soon. Too soon. No, it's not. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan, for getting us all on the FBI's list. Yeah, uh, I'm already on there, so yeah. congratulations. Um, um, so there are a lot of references in this to other Nick Cage movies. What stood out to you the most? What is your favorite Nick Cage reference in this? Okay, no, it was at the end. It was at the very end when he's talking about his line, not the bees, not the bees. And he was like, I thought it could have been scorpions, but someone said tarantulas. And like, I don't know, I just love that line. And I love the wicker man. And that was just so perfect where he's like (laughs) workshopping like what animal they put on his head. So good. And I hate it now that I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And on his head, it was for his belt buckle. In Wicker Man? No, I... Yeah, but I thought it was the, the Wicker Man reference is why they had the bees on it. Oh, yes, it's, it's the reference for the Wicker Man. But, yeah. Okay, yeah. never mind. I'm My mind is somewhere else and yours is uh, somewhere else and we're no, not going to no connect, worries. so I'm just going <laughs> to... I was watching the movie, taking everything in. I really didn't connect any like lines or jokes the way that Devin did. Mine was was uh, was just occasionally he'd be watching one of his movies. Okay. I the scene where he goes into the the shrine to himself and just looks at the statue of <laughs> his character from Face Off gets me every time like how much did you pay for this six thousand dollars i'll give you 20 grand for it like (laughs) after he calls it hideous (laughs) no hold on Uh, is the pillow in that room is that pillow also a reference to face off because i saw him like like do this i think it is change it 
That's because like a it turned cool pillow. It turns red. I think it's a face. It might be a, another one of his horror movies that he's done recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that that one was my favorite. Um, the one thing that falls flat for me in this movie is the FBI storyline because they're there. And then at a certain point, the movie doesn't know where to go with them. So they just kind of die. Um, which is a, which is a weird choice. And I'm wondering if maybe in post they realized the heart of the movie is these two guys. Let's just wrap this up because I feel, I feel like if you're going to get Tiffany Haddish and Ike Barinholtz, they're, you're going to give them a little bit more to do than what they have. Um, history of the world part two is Ike Barinholtz. Um, yeah, so like that whole thing, like towards, like I get why you have to have it there for the first act, but by the time you're getting into the se- end of the second act and into the third, like their storyline just there was no payoff for it except for oh they died. So, well, and they were such good characters too. Like I loved the pull of like oh I loved you in Crudes too. And then they were like, have you well, seen Crudes 2? <laughs> like, I'm a grown man. Why would I have seen Crudes 2? <laughs> I'm a 44-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Why would I have seen it? What, I mean, um, what good like acting? I don't know. I, I do agree that, that it sucks they didn't pay them off better. See, I didn't. I see. Okay, so, coming from a point of view of not of not recognizing those two actors. Well, I mean, not recognizing those two actors to where, like, I know where they're from. Like, they were mm-hmm. familiar but that was it. I thought it was fine. <laughs> like yeah. they're there, you know, uh, you've got, the, you've got the CIA doing international stuff the way that they do it. And to be honest, they kind of suck in Nicholas cage into doing something he doesn't really want to do to begin with. So in my mind, it's kind of like, well, they kind of got their end of things, dragging a civilian into something that they shouldn't have dragged a civilian into. So yeah. that's how I took it. It was just such a serious ending for these two very funny characters. And I think that was the part that made me the most sad where I was just like, oh, they're just dead now. Okay. Yeah. And like, it would have been funny if it would have been funny if they went out on like a crude two joke. Seriously, Ryan, what, like, what? you're putting us on hit list now. <laughs> they're characters in a movie. <laughs> I mean, Obviously, um, I don't want anything bad to happen to agents of any country out in the field. That would be horrible for me as a person. But in a movie like this, their characters did something they shouldn't have done. So movie, so movie world and rules wise, they need to pay for it. They paid for it. <laughs> I can't wait to take that front bit and put that in the very beginning of this episode as our disclaimer to all of the rest of the episode. Like, hold on, guys. <laughs> I just cut it out and that, that's the only place it lives. Um <laughs> So, how did you guys feel about Nicolas Cage's performance as Nick Cage? It came across as very, um, oh, great. I was, I was just watching an episode of it today. Uh, uh, Bojack Horseman. I was getting a lot of Bojack oh. Horseman vibes from his character in this. Okay. Particularly when it came to, like, because... He definitely played a a like Hollywood actor that has like done that was you know very very popular at one time 
has name recognition, but feels like they haven't done anything recently to live up to what they have done in the past. And so they're practically ruining their lives trying to find the next big role. Okay. Devin, how about you? That's a really good way to put it. I don't know if I can top that. I mean, I just, you don't have I to. Like, <laughs> I, I'm going to try, Ryan. That's what I do. <laughs> no, I just, I really enjoyed him as himself. Just, it was a fun role to see him in. And it was fun to see him in this place. I think my favorite, like, nuanced bit of it was his relationship with his daughter. And him, like, you have to love this very specific, very weird film for this reason that I've already come up with for you. That is such a cool, like, character thing. Uh, fun fact about Nicolas Cage, he does not have a daughter. He has two no. sons. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, and yeah. one is a really big metalhead. <laughs> which which wow. one? Do you know the name? I do not know his name, but I okay. find it, but if I remember correctly on the article I read a few weeks ago, he's in a band and it's like death metal, like black metal death metal. And Nick Cage himself is a big metalhead. Um I hope it's Cal L. I hope it is Cal L too. I was gonna say his son's name are Weston and Cal L after Amazing. Superman. <laughs> Even spelled the same way. Um yeah, he's definitely playing a character character of himself. Um, uh, he, Nick, uh, Neil Patrick Harris said when he uh, saw Nicolas Cage on set, he had his body paint put on to cover up a lot of his ta- tattoos. And he asked him why uh, Nicolas Cage doesn't have, like the character doesn't have as many tattoos as the character. And Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. says... Uh, Cage, the character, didn't have as many wives as him. <laughs> so. Wait, how many oh. did he have? Uh, he, had, he had a few. Uh, <laughs> there's a reason why he's at, he was actually broke at one point. Um, wow. So originally, Nicolas Cage um, wasn't going to play Nicolas Cage in this. He wanted to play the, the role of Javi. Wow. Uh, so how weird would it be if Nicholas Cage played a Javi and Pedro Pascal played Nicholas Cage? <laughs> see, that to me seems see now that would be hysterical. Nick them switching characters, but Nick Cage still playing the younger version of himself. Oh, weird. Yeah. That'd be weird. <laughs> um <laughs> So the only reason he pl- decided to play himself is because they cast Pedro Pascal as Javi, and he's like, "Okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it with him. He's the Mandalorian." Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, is this hot on Mandalorian fame? Is that like what? Is this where Pedro Pascal is in his career at this point? Yes, this was last year. So this is this is right around the time the Mandalorian showed back up in Book of Boba Fett. So, oh wow! Spoilers for Book of Boba Fett. There are two episodes of The Mandalorian in there. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so this is right before Pedro Pascal became big again with The Last of Us and hosting SNL, where he had like every sketch that he was in became a meme instantly. This became a meme around the same time. Um, the internet loves Pedro Pascal. There was a joke at the Oscars because he was there uh, pre- to present, and Jimmy Kimmel did a whole thing where he's like, "If you want to come up on the stage and, and attack someone, 
you have to go through and he listed all these characters like to go through michelle yo you have to go through michael b jordan uh so you have to go through apollo creed or adonis Mm -hmm. creed you have to go through spider-man they cut to andrew garfield being like and then like you got to go through the mandalorian and then pedro pascal just goes to the camera (laughs) and i'm like i'm gonna see that on the internet now like for the rest of the year like that's just gonna be i mean i'm gonna probably post reactions to stuff but so yeah pedro pascal has definitely become a meme uh even outside of this movie like he is the internet loves him and it feels like it's like for good wholesome reasons Mm -hmm. too like it doesn't feel like this is like making fun of him or like a weird creepy thing i think that's what i like the best about it yeah do do you guys Um, do you guys do you guys have a favorite favorite pedro pascal meme I mean, so far, it's the one that's popular right now. Okay. The, the car one? Yeah, yeah, the car one. Because at the moment, my favorite meme is the mashup between what uh, between what they're doing in the car in this movie and the Super, uh, um, and Super Mario Kart. <laughs> okay. I love that one. He has a, a laughing and then crying meme that I really like. I think he's in like okay. a t-shirt in it. I really like that one. I like the people that are taking the clips of him in the Mandalorian where he has his helmet off and putting in the SNL sketch where he wakes up from a coma and says, can I speak Spanish? Like, like they just put that video <laughs> on his face, uh, which every sketch I've seen of him like was phenomenal. They He did a really good job hosting SNL. Um, but my favorite, like, post about him was Sarah Michelle Geller posted a screenshot of when they were on when he was on Buffy with her with the caption that just said when mommy met daddy <laughs> I love that yeah uh, um so there's a lot so Pedro Pascal is a genuine fan of Nicolas Cage in real life um and I think that shows in his performance uh, but they, they re- spend a lot of the time talking about movies in general. So it's kind of kind of ties into the Oscars talk this week. But well, there's one question that's brought up in the movie that I asked you guys to have prepared for the show tonight. Uh, what are your top three movies of all time? I know it's it, it's a hard question to answer depending on the seasons. Well, in the, well, in the... uh, sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> No, 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 no. You, you, you can continue because I was no. going to start my answer by that speech that Nick gives. Go for it. No, gives. go for it. Go for it. Yeah, what is it? I don't know the speech, but I'm just going to – whatever. Nick Cage talks about how, like, it depends on the mood. It depends on the season. Your favorite movie can change depending on how you feel, like that whole thing. And to be honest, I was like, I'm just going to embrace that. What are my three favorite movies right now? Yeah. And I grabbed them. So – in no particular order, we have The Twister, one of my favorite Solid go-to choice. summer films. Bull Durham, again, one of my fi- I love baseball. I love baseball mm. movies. This is the best one as far as I'm concerned. And then a movie that I'm waiting for some of the streaming services to pick up. They really need to because I'm getting mad every month that they don't. Um, the Abyss, special edition. As far as I'm concerned, this is James Cameron's f- best work. The special edition. I think, um, you're, I think you're going to be waiting a while for the Abyss 
in oh any i 4K. know okay uh because of rights like they're never gonna like it's gonna it's oh, a, wow. one that's really hard to get on blu-ray yeah so th- th- that's why this here is the dvd special edition that i got what like 16 years ago mm-hmm. 17 years ago um about once a month i check to see if i can find it on blu-ray or if it's going to be on any streaming services the special edition because amazon has the theatrical cut but to be honest the theatrical cut sucks compared to the special edition i I think this Um, this, i think this goes back to too many ex-wives i think that's what james cameron is is holding yeah there's there's that um, so Devin, if you ever find yourself over in the States and we can line it up, I want you guys over for a viewing of this because this to. is the one movie I've been waiting to try to get on the show and you know, we're scheduling it for next time I'm in town then this has to happen. <laughs> yeah. Forget, forget Chad's wedding. We're going to watch the, no. <laughs> no, 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 do, 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 Dad, Chad, Chad, they're joking. Don't worry about it. I wouldn't put this movie above your wedding. <coughs> Lying. <laughs> um devin how about you in in almost no particular order it's going to be jurassic park number one back to the future number one and uh the great escape those are my top three like okay i would watch them anytime any day all the time i love them um paddington two paddington (laughs) two paddington no um I'm going with the ones that I have. Like, there, there. I collect movie posters, obviously, because I have the one for this movie behind me, uh, which I'll post a picture of myself with after this on our social media. So check us out there. Um, there are some that I have that I'm just like, yes, I want to look at that every day. Uh, what the one that I took down for this? Spider-Man Two, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, the Prestige is one with uh. Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. And then the last one, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That's a good one. That, that's solid. Like that's I, solid. I, I, I need to get that poster, but that's just the one that I'm always like, you should check this out. Um, or you have to watch this. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> um, so yeah, those, those are my three. Um, I do feel like we need to do Paddington 2 at some point because I've only heard great things about it. And I'm not saying that I've only heard good things. I've only heard great things about Paddington 2, um, which is weird. But I feel like we have to do a double feature, right? Like, do you have to do Paddington 1 to do Paddington 2? Or, like, is the fact that he's a bear and you're good enough to go into Paddington 2? We, we can do it as an experiment. Ooh, I like that. One like one of us can watch all both of them. One of us could watch the second one only. I'll have to watch both of them. I feel yeah. like I, I owe it to the both of you. Um. Yeah. Anything else on unbearable weight of massive talent we want to cover? Um. The only thing that I mentioned before that we didn't really touch on was the actual meme from this movie. I was actually kind of disappointed about how it developed because I had this idea in my head about like the music in the background. And like I had this idea that like Nicolas Cage was just told something that made him angry. And then he looks over at, you know, uh, Adam and 
the other guy is just so in bliss about, you know, whatever he just told Cage that he, um, you know, that, that, that he doesn't care about Cage's reaction. Yeah. Because it was a very, like, almost, like, annoyed look on uh, uh, that Cage had. And it turns out they're tripping on LSD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, no, it, it, I'm sorry, but that whole set, like... I have no problem with these characters in the movie taking LSD, whatever. I don't care. I don't like the setup for that shot under that context. It makes no sense to me. It makes perfect sense to me because I knew it beforehand. <laughs> I mean, I think it's I think it's a matter of the meme setting a weird precedent in your mind of like what this scene's going to be. Because I think my yeah. biggest problem was I love so I love that Mama Cass Elliot song so much. I listen to it in my free time. I listen to it on my way to work this morning. But like, I I was just very disappointed to see that it wasn't in there. But I still love like that face that Pedro Pascal gives just makes it so worth it. Like yeah. just oh, what good acting. I, I think that chunk of the movie is my favorite chunk of the movie because they're they get they go through all the stages of the I, I assume of trip what a trip would be like. because uh, I assume they like th- there's the confusion in the meme, there's the paranoia, there's the hallucinations when they're trying to climb the wall. Yeah, yeah, no, no I mean all of that's great. All of that's great. I love the rest of it. It's just I pulled a Devin. Like I had so much going <laughs> for what I already had wrapped up in my head about that scene that when it actually came to fruition, I was extremely disappointed. Th- that's that's our first T-shirt. I pulled a Devin. Uh, pulled a Devin. Yep, there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, Devin, you got anything else you want to talk about? I really liked the meta narrative in this, where it was them making the movie. But also it was about what was happening right now where Nick is cage is like, I think it's about a kidnapping and Pedro Pascal's like, well, of course it's not going to be about a kidnapping. And he's like, it's about a kidnapping and now it needs to come to a head and let's go write act three as they were literally driving into act three of the plot. I was like, good job. I like that. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I mean, moments like that. And also when he, uh, Oh, when, when, uh, when Pascal, brings up all of the things that cage has done in his movies when cage says he can't do something he's like but you did all your stunt driving and gone in 60 seconds well, what do you mean you can't drive and he's like oh fine and then he goes and he smashes a perfect classic porsche it made me so mad don't don't do drugs and drive that's just don't very don't, true yeah. very true who who thought that we were going to get two psas in this episode yeah um yeah and a few restraining <laughs> orders uh <laughs> fine whatever uh that's all i have this is a very fun mm-hmm. movie if you haven't watched it check it out oh i have one last question for you guys uh that i didn't prepare mm. you for so we have nicholas cage playing nicholas cage what other actor would you like to see play themselves a fictionalized version of themselves in a movie hmm, that is a great question can they not be around anymore? Sure. I know. I would love to see Chris Farley play Chris Farley. That'd be awesome. I would love it. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> Ryan, how about you? Uh, I. 
just to make people mad, Jared Leto. Oh, oh boy. I would oh. not watch that. Go go with Idris Elba. Who? Idris Elba. Uh, Heimdall Who? from... Uh, he's the guy that plays Heimdall in the Thor movies. He voices Knuckles in Sonic 2. He is a beautiful, you know beautiful man. Fine, 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 fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll go with someone else. Fine. <laughs> You've bent my arm. Um, yeah. uh, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to go for, for the cop-out. Denzel Washington. I'll just, whatever. I thought you were going to say Russell Crowe. Uh, <laughs> Robin Hood and the Gladiator are pretty much that. I mean, that's that's who he is. All the ones that are jumping to my mind have done it already. Because so it was like, Bill Murray, but Zombieland. Or David Harbour in Frankenstein's Monsters, Monsters, Frankenstein. Which is fantastic if you've not seen that on Netflix. I haven't. Um, it's a it's a great thirty minute watch. Um, oh man, I should have had an answer prepared for this before I the, asked. The Rock. The Rock's a cool no, one. I'm I am sick and tired of The Rock. Like, I are am, you over The Rock? I'm over The Rock. Oh, I'm I like not. The Rock uh, still. No, I I'm, like him. Yeah, no. I will. I will. I'm XFL baby. I'm mean, voting. I can watch watch him in movies. I cannot stand any interviews with him anymore. He showed up at the Oscars, and I was like, "Ugh." Um, <laughs> what about the guy that played Ted Lasso? I feel like that would be a fun one. Eh, knowing no. a, knowing a bit behind the scenes of his his real life right now. No, I'm good. Um, oh no, yeah. Not nothing bad that he did. Like there's there's just okay. drama there. Um. I had one, and I lost it. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good choice. I'd also say Eugene Levy, but Eugene Levy is just playing himself in anything. Have you? Um, hold on. Have you seen the Apple TV travel thing with him in it? I watched the first episode. It's fantastic. It's so good. I have yet to watch a show on Apple TV that I have not fallen in love with. <laughs> yeah. It, I'm sorry it wasn't we watched this, but I've been watching that, too, and it's so good. Yeah. I, I, I need to watch more of it. That that show is phenomenal. Ted Lasso comes yes. back tomorrow. So. <laughs> oh, I gotta catch up. You do. Um, all right. I think that does it for this week's episode. Ryan, next week is your pick. What do you have for us? Green Room. From the director of Blue Ruin. Okay, uh, right. We're going to be doing Green Room. Okay. Perfect. Cool. All right. So you can tune in next Tuesday at... Devin, since we're, we changed time zones, uh, does six still work for you, or do we need to move it to seven? Six is perfect for me. Absolutely. No problem. Okay. Because it is it earlier than usual for you now? It's earlier for okay. me now. All right. Uh, so tune in next week at six o'clock uh, right here on YouTube, Facebook Live, and Twitch. You can also listen to our podcast on all major podcasting platforms the next day-ish, depending on if I can get the files edited in time. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok because I might start doing more stuff there. Uh, until next time, for you have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan, and I'm Devin. That's how I praise. <laughs> <laughs>